0: regular
1: regular features hello and welcome to the regular features podcast the podcast that is exactly the same every week i'm steve and as i am Every week, I'm joined by my good friend, Joe Scrabbles. Hello, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm also good, thank you for asking. And I'm also joined by my
0: good friend, John Blythe. I am so good, you wouldn't believe. Let's just, let's just, take, it, just take it or leave it. Take <laughs> it or leave it. Deal with me. I'm
1: just fine. I'm going to take oh. it. I'm, I'm going to put it in my pocket. My back pocket.
0: My asshole. I did not consent to that, but I'm not going to say no now I'm there. Who's got features to do this week?
2: Me, daddy, I got a feature. I'm going to take you on a tour around the genre of snooker music and hopefully add to its wide and sexy canon. The discography of snookography is lacking.
0: Log? Well, I'm going to give you a little update into my tomb Blast life. And then I'm also going to tell you about my new um, article that I've written for the Daily Telegraph. Gainful employment, is it? Yep. I am breaking my own furlough to have op-eds in the right-wing press. That sounds great. And I'm going to read it out to you in a funny voice.
1: <laughs> and I, in lieu of a feature, have just decided to be here as a as a general motivational support for both of you because i know you can't do anything if my eyes aren't locked on you throughout this zoom well, chat
2: you've got a big yellow light on your face in your big blue room yeah and um
1: it's a dyson light and it's natural
2: see it's a, oh i thought you meant it's you've got a hoover on and it's just shining on your face now dyson does um hoovers which suck fans which blow
1: and lamps which glow Oh, Suck, blow and glow
0: is Jeremy Dyson's catchphrase (laughs) He would hate that Glow and blow, suck and... There's just a missing one
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've got a new package from Dyson that's just showed up this evening And it's vibrating like crazy I'm going to go find out what it is Let's have a jingle
0: Just one (laughs) more (laughs) feature Give it to me God, I'm sorry. You're recording from Italy. Regular features.
2: Have any of you seen anything that looked heartwarming and then turned out to be terrifying in the age of the pandemic? Uh, I yes, have, the, the advert for Ms. Monopoly. I went for a, go, a you know, walk that you're allowed to do the other day, and I walked up. Um, <laughs> a walk that you're allowed to do, officer. <laughs> yeah, I walked through a big park, and then I came out of the park, and uh, I walked past There's sort of an area that's like a little bit of grass in between lots of different residential bits, but it's too small to call it anything other than a sort of communal garden (laughs) bit where pavement hasn't got to yet (laughs) um and there's a tiny little path down that and i saw three burly boys (gasps) on bikes sounds like and already you're like you don't you don't live together this bike gang is a little you know off kilter were they cycling in a tight little circle going they (laughs) They had they had arranged in a sort of diamond like a pincer formation like they were ready and i saw this really old man come down the other end of the path and so he starts doddering down and the, the pincer formation of burly boys on bikes doesn't move and he gets closer and i'm watching from far enough away that I can watch it and not feel like I would have to intervene if anything happened. I could safely run away and the old man would never recognize me, nor would the burly boys. So I'm staring with a, a dread, a certain amount of dread. Um, And he dodders towards them and I'm like, ah, they're going to say something to him or spit at him or whatever burly boys do. And then really slowly he puts his hand up and high fives all three of them. And I was like, that's amazing! What a beautiful thing to have happened in this time of ours. These mm. young boys coming together, and then suddenly I remembered social distancing. And I was like, oh, <laughs> "I going to say this, just, the worst. this heartwarming moment is actually fucking transmission central, and he's probably going to die from burly boy disease." You know? Oh, it was horrible. It was an absolute roller coaster. The little just,
0: worst thing you can do is that thing where you did a little, little, little,
2: little your fingers against the other person while he did a little, little, little his. Exactly. And I can't. Well, I was too far away to notice whether he did a little, but... um, Maybe
1: he was petrified, has coronavirus, and did it in an act of self-defence. He started slapping his coronavirus onto them.
2: That's (laughs) the nicest way I can think of that turning out, that he transmitted a disease (laughs) to three burly boys. As he turns the corner at the end of the street, he says, don't forget to lick it! Touch
0: touch your face like your mama taught you. (laughs) Mama
1: (laughs) taught them to touch their faces...
2: Palm first into the eyeball. <laughs> into the eye. <laughs> yeah.
0: Knuckle in the tear duct. All right.
2: We call it the E17 salute. You just bang a palm in your eye, rub it about, get it all nice and dry and get on with your day.
0: I like the idea of three burly boys doing a pincer movement, which involves one, uh, eat two of the boys being a pincer. And one boy remaining at the fulcrum and saying, Looks like you fell for my pincer movement,
2: old man. <laughs> I with the cruel lobster mouth at the end. Of the <laughs> pincer movement.
1: Do you think lobsters have mouths in the middle of their pincers? And ice dogs.
2: It's all in there. Oh yeah, I'm thinking of it as the pincer is both arms, yeah. rather than the Yeah. Fuck. <laughs>
1: did you not think of the commonality between animals that own pincers and also have big
0: snapping claws no he's just always wondered why they didn't call it the two pincers movement
2: yes exactly (laughs) the arms movement (laughs) i've got two arms and they're gonna shut on you (laughs) the battle hug imagine right if your two arms were the two sides of a pincer that is the pincer arms movement.
0: you <laughs> yourself, Scrabble! Yeah. <laughs> hope you're not reviewing Total War soon,
1: because I had to do that.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, What a tactic for pincer
0: movements. I'm, I'm seeing double. Eight pincer movements. <laughs> I
2: don't think, look, I don't think to review Total War, I'd have to go in and explain what I thought the pincer movement stood for. Oh. <laughs> I'm, look, I'm standing up for myself here. I think I understand the basic mechanics of the tactic. I just don't understand how lobsters work. And that's not a problem for military means. Features.
1: The regular features. These are the episodes of the Regular Features Podcast. Their continuing mission to find a feature worth repeating. To seek out new features and regular features. To boldly feature where no feature had featured featured before. Regular Features! Regular Features!
0: Regular features, regular
3: features, regular features, (industrie) just regular
0: features, features, regular features, regular
3: features, regular features,
2: regular features. Uh, Earlier today, log. You told me that I should do a snooker feature. Yes. Because you envisaged a regular feature snooker verse that I guess lazily we could turn into a compilation episodes later when we can't be asked. Oh, it's a great
0: idea. I had just noticed that Steve has done a couple of snooker features recently. I have done Hendry in the, in the multiverse of snooker gods. And I think, yeah, I think it's... A recurring theme more common than horses in our podcast. I think we need to fucking build on it.
2: Yeah. Well, I took that to heart. I thought about what um what I could offer to the snooker verse, the regular feature snooker verse. And I thought if we're gonna do a special, it will need a sort of special theme song. And so I've decided to do an assessment of snooker music, um, the genre, the emerging genre of snooker music, and see if I can add to that canon. Amazing. Um, so, essentially, uh, this is a three-part assessment of snooker music uh, and hopefully at the end of it I'll be able to present to you something that would uh, serve our needs for the verse. So, assessment one it's how many snooker songs there are in the genre. There are only two, two. I was snooker gonna, songs. going to guess two. Mm. Well, that's a good guess as you'll find out because there obviously there's Snooker Loopy by Chaz Dave and the Matchroom Mob. The one that goes snook aloop. <laughs> yeah. Uh and then there's the theme tune to Big Break, which goes.
0: <laughs> it only a game. game so be- ring 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 go b- <laughs> I'm
1: Why? sure that sounds Why? amazing
2: with the delay. <laughs> there was no energy in that show at all, yeah. surprisingly. <laughs> I ended up watching ten minutes of a, a big break bloopers uh, <laughs> scene earlier. It's fucking grim. <laughs>
0: it's horrible. Was it? Was it? John Jim Davison being like absolutely foul to John Virgo.
2: Not really. It was just him you being can. like, "I'll do a trick shot. Can you? You can <laughs> Yeah, it would have been so much better if it was. It's just him like flubbing a line and being like, uh, "Obviously." I'm, I fully expect someone to come to me and say there is a third Snooker song. They'll say, what about the theme tune to the BBC coverage of Snooker? The one that goes... <speaking in Spanish> well, I've actually got it here. Is that playing? Yeah. It's a good song. Um, I'll let it keep playing. Uh, But actually, you fucking idiots If you actually knew anything about snooker music You'd know that that song is a 1976 song by the Doug Wood band And it's called Drag Racer It's about cars, you goon You stupid car prick It's car music pretending to be snooker music And so it doesn't count
1: They also play it whenever the Queen comes on the television (laughs) (laughs) If
2: she's going more than 10 miles an hour (laughs) I actually watched a whole five and a half minute documentary about Doug Wood writing that song today to make absolutely sure that he wasn't talking about a drag racer taking a break to play snooker or something. And he specifically says it's about replicating the energy of someone drag racing in a car. I quote Doug Wood himself reminiscing about the time. I don't know what snooker is. I've never even heard the word. It seemed like a funny British word. I had no idea what it was. I don't want to hear this shit again.
1: When somebody said to him, it's snooker, he says, what's snooker?"
2: <laughs> Throughout that clip, he keeps saying snooker. So he doesn't even know the word. Um, so yeah, and if you think that's a snooker song, you're an arsehole. And didn't the racing car song, The Chain was nothing
0: to do with cars. That was a song called The Chain by Fleetman Mac, and they were singing about the chain that went on Freddie Mercury's bicycle in the song I Want to Ride My Bicycle. What? It's just just something you pick up if you do a lot of pub quizzes.
2: I thought you were going to say it's the chain of different coloured snooker balls that you have to pot in order to get to the end of the snooker. That would have been a way to bring it back, but I decided to leave that end flapping loose. That's absolutely fair. (laughs) Assessment two. What defines the sound of snooker music? and i've got two words for you boys pian and a uh, piano <laughs> rich piano piano <laughs> piano piano all two snooker musics include big bouncy piano and the official it is the official musical instrument of snooker and a favorite of the sport's spiritual leader michael ball It needs to be loud, it needs to be emotive, it needs to make you feel like you're a stupid baby on a big snooker mum's knee, being joggled up and down and giggling at the madness. (laughs) Other instruments are allowed, but they're basically a sort of salad dressing for big crunchy leaves of piano. The rules of snooker music appear to be eerily similar to actual snooker. The piano must drive the melody like a cue drives a cue ball, and it must knock all the notes from other instruments about like the cue ball on other balls. If it knocks a normal-sounding note to that, note cannot be played again like a red getting potted. The pentatonic scale, a.k.a. the cool Chinese one, signifies the coloured snooker balls, and those notes must be knocked in sequence before the song can be finished, which is achieved by playing a single note on the black keys of the piano, like the black ball, if you understand that. It's actually very annoying to play snooker music. (laughs) Assessment three, what is the lyrical content of snooker music? You might assume that snooker music is entirely about snooker, but if you do, you're as much of a fucking pranit as that guy talking about the BBC snooker song, and I want you out. Let's look at some examples of snooker music lyrical content and assess some themes. And I know Steve's got some feelings on this, so Mm -hmm. I'd love him to chip in. Yes, Uh, I've, I've just got some some general ideas about stuff so uh, one thing i've noticed is national identity from snooker loopy now old milo as we all know's got loads of dapper suits london bred, and he keeps his head though he's got italian roots so that's a national identity there's also body horror from the same verse emotional but he keeps his cool till he reaches the finals and whether he wins or whether he don't and then the man comes in and says this, and I still don't understand what it means. I always bite me eyeballs. What does that mean? <laughs> it's up. And I've looked it's it up. Weird. That's not my mishearing.
0: It's not a weird language for blinking, is it? Like biting
2: your eyeballs. <laughs> I always bite me eyeballs. It's fucked up. Um, there's another, what else is in there? Um well, I, I mean, I'll let Steve ch- chime in on this. Sex is in there for sure, because in the blind—not uh, blind date—in the big break one, mm-hmm. he says, "Love is a game. Snooker's the same. So join the queue. Get a good grip, and don't let it slip. And think about the pink." Um, which you know is pretty clear what he's talking about there. Pretty prof- profane. He goes on to say, "Resist
1: me in vain. Yes, yeah, I've got you in my sights." and i'm going to be snookering you tonight and snookering you can only be led to believe is pinned against the wall yeah as a as you put your your male pool cue into oh. the pocket the lady oh, no. the lady netted pockets of a vagina
2: <laughs> yeah so we did talk about this earlier mm. i i'm so sure that we must have talked about snooker loopy before but then you thought we must have talked about big breaks <laughs> correlation yes. to sexual assault. Which is called, so, it's called
1: The Snooker Song, and it's actually part of a 1987 musical of the hunting of the snark, based on the Lewis Carroll poem. Oh, uh, is this real? Of which Jabberwocky is the most famous... Uh, yeah, uh, it was written by someone called Captain Sensible, a punk Steve, rocker the Steve, how have you done
2: more work on my feature than I have? <laughs> There's also love and hate... And also some snooker, like in uh, like in big break or the snooker song, where love, it says, "I could spend, huh? Love to pot a ball, hate to give away four on a foul." <laughs> I mean, that would actually work more nicely than this. Which is, I could spend days gazing across the bays at you. Oh, You'll gosh. never win when I begin my break of fifty-eight, or maybe more. Who can be sure? <laughs> Who can be sure? (laughs) Not even you writing the song. I think the referee would know. That's a really good point. The ref would know how many points there are. Um, And then uh, there's this. I'd love you to help me uh, decipher this one. Now, Steve last year come very near to winning the snooker crown, but he never got to put it on his ginger nut because the black ball wouldn't go down. His manager of all said sod that ball. But it helped him make his mind up. Now he don't care who wins this year because he's got the rest of us signed up. What the fuck does that mean? What to his newsletter? It's nonsense. Steve Davis, his only bit in the whole of snooker loopy is a bunch of shite. Yeah, um, he must be annoyed. He's like king. He's king snooker. At least he got his hair colour referenced.
0: That's snooker. a really good point. Snooker was so big when. I was at school that I got called Steve Davis. It was just the go-to. <laughs> the thing just the thing you call ginger kids um, in that day and age. Who's but, the one
2: with the big glasses?
0: Um oh, Ray Reardon? Dennis Norden? I don't know. Dennis <laughs> Norden,
2: that's him. Dennis Hurricane and TV Dennis, Taylor. Dennis, Dennis Taylor. Dennis Taylor, not Dennis Norden, obviously not Dennis Norden. I and mean, who is the Dennis? Um, he looks like a Dennis. He
0: looks like a right fucking dinner. They <laughs> went He's high up it. so he could see through them to see the snooker balls as he looked up over the end lind- of d- 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 his cue. Is yeah. that what it was for? Yes, they weren't. It wasn't like Dame Edna Everidge or fucking Elton John. They were functional glasses. <laughs> what about the pincer movement?
2: <laughs> what of that? <laughs> Teach me more. <laughs> That's when you use the cues like chopsticks and deposit them gently into the pocket. <laughs> <laughs> that would actually be really fun to watch if you had to do it from the other side of the table. It takes
0: immense finger strength to actually use chopsticks that are six foot long
2: <laughs> so that's all of my assessments there are two snooker songs it's gotta be piano and the lyrics can be about anything you fucking want so i would like to present to you my snooker song um that i'm going to try and play and listen to if it doesn't work you'll just hear a recording of me singing it uh that i made while i should have been doing some work right where's where's this thing here we go Ah, le snook <laughs> J'adore le snook C'est une chanson conçue pour célébrer le snook et ses qualités érotiques Slide a queue up my ass I'll be your chalk If you'll provide the cheese Le fromage du snook <laughs> alors. Up me across the bays, smash my face into the brown. Not like that, you dirty pig. <laughs> I mean the balls. <laughs> Double meaning? Oh no, picture me spread like butter across the table, aching for you to smash the cue ball into my junk. Now that's a big break. If you know what I'm saying. (laughs) I'm saying I want you to sterilize me by smashing the cue ball into my testicles. And then I want you to laugh. And say... That was smashing. (laughs) Then I'll get up and I'll hug you. And kiss you. And tell you that I love you. I love you and le snook. Ah (laughs) le snook Mon Snook et mon amour Ballon blanc ballon rouge ballon jaune ballon vert ballon marron ballon bleu ballon rose Why did you leave me, my snook? Why did you send me away like some perfect break? Pot the reds, then screw back for the yellow, green, brown, blue, pink, and black. That's all the colors of the snook, but there is no color in my life any longer. Am I merely a notch in your snooker table post? Am I a number to you now? Like a number that you would score in list Snook? 180. <laughs> oh, wait, that's darts. What's the best number in list Snook? Why can't I remember the best Snook number? Why can't I remember you? <laughs> 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 oh, thank you, Serge Gainsbourg. <laughs> well, <laughs> that, friends, is an authentic snooker song to be added to the canon. And I hope Jim, Jim Davidson would shit his kex if he heard that and have to do a new show. Regular features, we
0: Regular features, regular 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 oh regular 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 Begin of teachers,
2: Making
0: Features. just Jim Davis nearing that and becoming an avid rejoiner. Um, so yeah, so. You know, I used to play Toon Blast. It, yeah. The match three game, which is, it's just got enough things in it to kind of emotionally obligate you to stay. And the thing mm. that was emotionally obligating me to stay was the team that I joined, which was called Gay Daddy Bears. And I only felt obligated after we'd swapped Instagram profiles in the chat. And that was just enough information for me to see what they look like and that was just enough information for me to have imaginary relationships with every one of them and basically i was playing i was matching colored things and getting sexual tension from matching fours in a row and ejaculating it when i got a five in a row and getting some special things going out. So basically, my life was centred around a match 3 game for a while.
2: I don't think you've ever gone into as much tragic detail about it as you just did.
0: I was exaggerating for effect there, Joe. I did not wank on a fucking block.
2: 396 (laughs) episodes of material that would speak to the the contrary.
0: (laughs) But finally, um, when this whole coronavirus hit, I realised that I wasn't playing Tomb Blast at all. So I sent a little message to the group after two weeks of not playing, saying like, "Um, yeah, I'm realized I'm not being very active. So if you want to kick me out of the group, I understand. And um, for the first time since saying that, I logged in today and they hadn't kicked me out of the group. I tested them in the classic time on a tradition. I said, if you don't love me, let me go. And they clenched their fist (laughs) around my fucking throat. And it was good.
1: <laughs> did they respond at all? Did was it indifference or was it did they rally around you? Oh, I don't know. I'm not I'm not scrolling back through the text the chat for that. I can't be asked. Oh do it right now. <laughs> there was a two hundred message long chat that preceded it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> two- Two very distinct factions <laughs> emerged as logins and jargon.
0: So, um, yeah, so I started playing Scrap Clicker 2 instead. So oh, that'll be a feature sooner or later. But that that is not my feature tonight. My feature tonight is that I have been um, employed to write an article for the Telegraph, and I have given myself over to the op-ed. I've gone right wing, and I'm going to fucking stay there because it's more profitable than talking to you cunts. And I'm going to it, I'm going to read it, <laughs> it out now. If you're like me, you're champing at the Brit to get back to good, honest work. Your patriotic English bank account is desperately trying to reject those furlough payments in the same way that your immune system would reject a heart transplant from a big, hairy cow. And if you are like me, which is no bad thing to be like, you are haunted by a recurring vivid dream of Boris Johnson grabbing your head and pushing it into his tummy, the centerpiece of which is an outie so extreme that it pokes out of his lovely fat crease. It blows a playful raspberry and whips around like a long, loose balloon knot. At this stage in the dream, there's still some hope that it could be a lovely one where you wake up all damp, but as Johnson budges his gut towards your face, the blonde fur dancing in your eyebrows, something happens. The Prime Minister lurches backwards in agony, and as the stomach crease unfolds, you see that his distended navel is over nineteen inches long. You don't know what to call it, but it looks like it deserves a name, so you call it Your Majesty. (laughs) 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 On the minute, every minute, a coin fires from Johnson's gut with a force that is instantly absorbed by the translucent pipe. The coin then begins its slow and degrading pilgrimage from that fine belly into the once sputtering now subdued tip of your majesty. Johnson holds you there, a witness to this unholy financial instrument. It fills you with dismay when, with a terrific howl of pain from our leader, a man whose body literally is the economy, there lands a glistening wet fifty-piece next to your knees. You look up at Johnson, who is weeping freely. Help me, he begs. Go back to work. So I say it is time to stand up and be counted, and stand up properly so you don't get missed in the headcount. The last thing we need in financial terms is a replay of the movie Home Alone. Although I suspect in the economic aftermath that is yet to come, we will all sympathize with Macaulay Culkin when he put on some aftershave and it hurt him. (laughs) Now you're on your feet. You've stood up and you've been counted. It's time that you exercise your god-given rights as an Englishman to pause your neg-hole on the tube trains and horrible stone beaches of this proud nation. Rip off your masks, sons of Albion. Suck in, unimpaired, the uniquely (laughs) pleased... I knew I'd never say that... (laughs) Suck in, unimpaired, the uniquely breathable blend of nitrogen and oxygen that God and nature have conspired to bestow only upon the British Isles. Feel your chest inflate as you butter your third crumpet in the makeshift gazebo. Then fuck out a gusty wet lungful right into your nephew's face. Naysayers be damned! (laughs) Open the shops! I want to spend long, luxurious minutes at the perspex pastry shelves in my Tesco metro, jabbing an exploratory finger into the sweet eggy puddle that occupies the center of a vanilla cream crown, before sucking my fingertip and deciding instead to plump for a glazed yum-yum indeed to not suck my finger partially clean of that green ground would be to sacrifice the freedoms won by my noble ancestors to not wipe that cloying amalgam of spit sugar and custard onto my temple and forehead that would be a betrayal of the constitution that our sensible country rightly does not have and above all to not then drag my finger from my temple along the underside of my eye and then finally jubilantly, emphatically into the bag of water between my eyeball and my oh lower eyelid. That would not be English. Now, every patriotic bone in my body tells me, as I'm sure it tells you, now is the time to sneeze so hard that you fart out a shit. And not just the shops. Open the National Trust sites. There is no better place from which to witness the full majesty of this unapologetic country than the parapet of a modest castle. Curled up in a cosy crenellation, one can while away the hours, looking at a tree and thinking, I'd like to see the French try that. Open the hotels. I like the pillows. Every pillow I sleep on more than once is horrible because of a glandular problem that causes my scalp to basically piss. Open the tourist information centres. I've seen a pamphlet about Beaver Castle, and I want to see if there's a coffee shop open the dark rooms actually don't bother it's more fun when you have to break in and you end up sucking off a security guard open your mouth i want to flick your teeth and spit in it but open, most of all most of all open your heart open your heart to me and what i am willing to write for money now you must excuse me because i need to be unapologetic on twitter to create the impression that i actually believe a single fucking word i write
3: <laughs>
1: well that's it for this week's episode of the regular features podcast thank you for listening to this week's episode of the regular features podcast i've got a musical bed that's just joe's just dropped were in actually talking at mm-hmm, the very same mm-hmm. speed of the musical bed do
0: carry on
1: and if you like what you heard today you can go to patreon.com forward slash regular features we could almost
0: have carried that off you could if that wasn't for the lag I I truly believe that.
1: (laughs) I've been watching a lot of uh, RuPaul's Drag Race, so I thought what I would do this week is shout out all of the new readers who've jumped aboard the Patreon party in the style of a RuPaul fashion... What what does she call it? Fashion walk show. Fashion catwalk. A walk-in... Walking fashion show.
2: Walk in freezer.
1: Yeah. The bit they do at the end where they all make lovely dresses Mm. and uh, it's all on a theme. And then Michelle Bazage, who I'm also going to play, says something catty and punny.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You said cat a lot there.
3: (laughs) Here we go. Morgan S. Henderson. Henderson? I hardly knew her son. Thomas Pickford. He can pick my Dickford. Brent Rendall. He can rend all my orifices red raw. Aaron Hopkinson. He can hop in my son. Matthew Robotham. Row, row, row your boat up my asshole, Matthew. Just Cody. Cody, what the fuck? Russ Day. Russ Day, get in my ass. Robert Irving. Irving, you better be swerving into my dick. Ewan Hannay. Hanay away. Kate and Ellen. Kate and Ellen, make up your freaking mind. What are you? Kevin Maloney. Maloney. Nicholas Davies. I'm Nicholas right now.
1: How was that? Did you like that? That was good, wasn't it? I loved it? that. Yeah, that was yeah. really funny. Well, you're lying because you haven't heard it yet. I'm going to do it tomorrow.
2: I think you knocked it out of the park. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, Joe can't have the soundboard <laughs> I, want, I want the soundboard. Unfortunately for Steve, I do have his login details accidentally saved to my uh, Google account. So I can get into here and do anything I want all the time. You can make the baseball sound whenever you like. Yes, I can. I'm not doing it. Oh, well done for not doing it right then. <laughs> that showed remarkable restraint. I literally, because I've got half and half screen, I literally scrolled away from it so I couldn't press it because <laughs> I was so tempted. We'll be back
1: next week with a new episode of the Regular Features Podcast. Stay safe, stay alert, and above all, control the virus. <laughs> <laughs>
2: para fiche